0: We're joined today by Gary Gold, a top producer at Hilton & Highland, selling thousands of estates and luxury properties in his 25 years in the real estate business. Gary is a marquee name in luxury real estate, and his sale of the Playboy Mansion sets a record as the first residence to sell for over $100 million in Los Angeles. Gary is known as a trendsetter and is recognized as an expert in his use of technology, marketing, and publicity to sell some of the finest homes in the world. He's a sought-after speaker at industry conferences and has been cited as an expert for CNN, Fortune, Barron's, The Wall Street Journal, and The London Telegraph. Now, let's welcome Gary to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris.
1: Mr. Gary Gold, thank you for very thank you very much for being my co-host on Real Estate Coaching Radio. I know our listeners as well as myself are very much looking forward to today's show. I don't want to waste too much time with your intro because we've got so much ground to cover, so many wonderful things to share with the roughly hundred thousand folks that are going to be listening to this show live and in replay. So without any further delay, Mr. Gary Gold, thank you for being my co-host. Thank you for being our guest on today's Real uh, Real Estate Coaching Radio show.
2: You're welcome. Does that sound All right, sound the- good?
1: Yeah, I like it. It was succinct. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm looking at these questions okay,
2: Gina prepared for us and she's like,
1: Oh my god, we're really supposed to go through all this but it's all good stuff. So let me Gary, okay, I watched cool. I, I've I've known about you, we coach a lot of agents in LA, you've got, you know, a really stellar reputation. You're one of these agents that are sort of like breathing this air that's very rare. People always you know, w- when you're at the level that you're at, a lot of folks just sort of don't they just wonder how someone like you gets to where you are wonders how you get your leads they think somehow you're connected with you know some sort of like you know they don't understand really what it takes and that's what i'm hoping we can share with the listeners let them know that you know wherever they're selling real estate in the world we have listeners in many different countries that they too can emulate um what you've done follow in your footsteps and learn from you know basically the you know following the path that other people have forged versus trying to figure it out on their own
2: so, what got you into real estate? How long have you been in real estate? Tell them a little bit about your background well, I, I I just want to make one point first um, you know here in Beverly Hills, I have seen people who have a background that would you would think that it would be like they would be anointed with all the business they could ever have. They just came from the right family, and they're totally connected, and they're good-looking, and they're smart, and they fall on their ass, and they go nowhere. And I've seen people I – I remember a guy – he happened to be a bad person, but just regardless of that, he came here from the island of Malta. And I remember in like the 90s, and he became like the biggest agent in town, and he didn't know anybody he was just an animal. So I digress. So what was the question? When did I start?
1: Well, now I'm waiting to talk about this agent from Malta. That sounds very interesting. But maybe we'll do that on a different show. Well, no. Okay. So you just said something. You just said something that's very important. It's and we're going to get to it. Family connections, professional connections in Hollywood and California and L.A. It's going to be a lot of industry connections to business managers and all that. Hell, yeah, that stuff matters. But at the end of the day, Gary, if you could encapsulate the thing, the one thing, if there is such a thing,
2: that makes you so
1: incredible, so exceptional, what would it be?
2: Well, you know, I would say that makes me really successful is I'm actually – you know, we are in a performance-based business. It really doesn't matter how great I am or what I did or the fact that I sold the Playboy Mansion doesn't do me a bit of good if I don't sit up, stand up, show up, and perform. You know. uh Listen, Golden State Warriors completely blew it last year at the end they and they had the best record, and they were the best team. Some people thought they just thought they were the greatest team ever, and they lost uh the year before they prevailed. They brought it the year before they didn't bring it in the game seven this year. It's that simple. We are in a performance based business. No one really cares. I mean, it might get your foot in the door that you've had this success and you've done this, and it definitely gives you more opportunities. But the total key in this whole business is actually executing. And you could be so brand you're, new. If you're, yep. if you're brand new, you have no experience, you're ugly, and you're stupid, if you outperform me, you will win. Now, okay. most likely you won't, but <laughs> that's all you have to do is outperform somebody. And there are those, you know, the, you know, we we see in sports sometimes these underdogs that that do great. That there's no superstars on a team, and all of a sudden they beat the greatest team in the world. They outperform them, and that is totally possible in real estate. Okay, you said outperform. And it's totally and possible to be. Great. It's also to, yeah, it's totally possible to be really, really good, like me, and for one reason or another i 'm not doing what i 'm supposed to be doing and i 'm not being consistent i 'm not performing, and I have a bad quarter okay. month year whatever let's
1: okay let 's drill down
2: this this is awesome uh, yep. action
1: i 'm hearing massive overwhelming targeted specific planned action what you said outperform those are the words you're using what do you mean by what do you mean by that outperform perform if what are the five and you can change the number if you'd like to, critical things that an agent has to absolutely kick ass at in order to be even
2: mildly successful in this business. Yeah. Now, I might not cover everything, and I could say something slightly different if we talked in another day, but I'll give you what's on top of my mind. Number one, You've got to, you know, I believe that there's no shortage. Now, there could be someone out there that is saying, what are you talking about? But there really is no shortage of getting leads in this business today. I mean, hmm. it's never been easier to get leads if you know nobody, if you know a lot of people, if you have listings, if you don't. There is a ton of different ways to get leads. Um, that's the good news. The bad news is that there's a ton of different ways to get leads and it's really easy to so in my market it might be different slightly for other people's market for every lead i have 10 other agents have the same lead and where all the money's made is going from that one person to that the one of 10 to the one so
1: the Take first thing you need Gary. to do
2: which is okay go ahead sorry drill down on that. what first, you just said was yeah yes the wife hold on Gotta, <laughs> Don't oh, blow man. her off. You, gotta, you, gotta, yeah. you know it's funny. No, I will. I will. I've got like but it's funny yeah. I've got my iPad, my iPhone, everything rings. So it's it's crazy. It seems like I'm getting like three or four calls. So, um the first most important thing you need to do, and it sounds simple, but every, even good people don't do this perfectly, and it really does require doing it. Is just the better you do this, the more leads and the more business you'll do. Is just capture the information and put it in one central place. There are people that they've got like emails from this lead, they got on the t- in their head this other person they saw at the market, they got on a piece of paper on the back of their business card, this other person that they thought of when they were driving, they pulled over and said, I should call that person, and then they've got like their wedding list here and they've got their you know their zillow list here and you need to get all your leads and everyone you know in your sphere all in one place and then you need to as soon as you get a new lead you need to add to that the first thing i do when i get a lead is i do intel and i make sure i have all their information this is real basic but phone number first name last name are they married what's their address what's their email address and make a note about who they are, because six months from now you might not. Who the hell is Joe Schmo? You just don't know who they are. So that's number one. Uh, number two, you start. You need to start what I call pushing buttons and um, connecting dots. This person, they're either they're a buyer or seller. You should start asking yourself, okay, if they're a buyer, is there something off market? That I know about or is there something do I have a seller who might fit this buyer Uh, because the best thing you can do to this if you're one in ten agents if you go I got something that's not on the market I'd like to show it to you you just get elevated like that if you're talking to a seller and you might have a buyer a real buyer that could be right for his house again you get elevated you get to meet these people you get to take their temperature and you actually might be able to make a deal but that's just one way to connect with people, what I call pushing buttons because you have to have this you have to get into this ongoing conversation so but you could call someone about to give information like what's happening in the market, properties on the market, how much inventory, interest rates, whatever, or you could ask more information from them, but the goal is you want to get in this real conversation with someone which I call being in play with somebody. When you start having this ongoing conversation with a buyer or seller, you are that much closer to actually being their only agent. And you know, often today, a seller, I mean a buyer, finds their own property. And the last person they had an intelligent conversation with might just be the easiest person for them to connect with. So if you had a conversation about Main Street, to this buyer that you've never met, and and whether he liked it or not, you had this conversation on a Monday. Monday night, if he's on Zillow drinking a glass of wine and sees a property on Main Street or a block away or two blocks away or there's some connection, you might just be the easiest person to contact. Hey, listen, that guy knew about Main Street. Let me call up and see what he thinks about this. And you could be the person to facilitate that deal or at the very least become their agent.
1: You said a couple of things, and again, we have listeners, with this many listeners, we have people that are all different levels of experience. You said like five things that are, that are awesome, but I want to point out two things. Number one, the initial okay. conversation you're doing, the initial conversation you're doing is you're, really, you're essentially taking their temperature about their motivation, and you're doing a fair bit of qual- pre-qualification. And then I heard you say that essentially the longer that conversation goes on, the more they're going to be loyal and dedicated, and more likely they are going to be able to use you assuming they're serious about buying something, because you will have essentially, they will have essentially invested more time in you and so that'll be the formation of what could be a very profitable relationship so being well good let me break at that down for you st- a
2: little bit more let me break awesome. that down for you a little bit more it's not that initial conversation in my world now the world changes wherever you are real estate isn't the same everywhere in my world selling these big houses the gestation period from someone thinking about buying or selling to actually doing it can be a week it could be a day but it could be a month it could be six months it could be a year it could be three years and you want to develop all those because you end up with this pipeline where they, if you're really working them all and keeping them all in play and that you're still top of mind, it starts coming at you fast and furious, and that's when real estate gets real fun. In other markets, it might be really simple. Someone calls you, they want to buy a home, and they buy a home. They want to sell a home, then they sell a home. That doesn't happen in my world. So there could be some adjustments. I think there's something to learn about it. So you know, people have a lot of options here when they're you know really – well-to-do, and they're buying expensive homes. So the gestation period. So it's not one conversation. The key is to have an ongoing conversation. Have you ever noticed um, Have you ever noticed you try, you try to connect with somebody, and it could take a week, two weeks, three weeks, and you guys are – it's called playing phone tag. Oh, we're playing phone tag. We can't connect. And then all of a sudden you connect, and it's so easy to reach that person from then on out. There's a reason for that. You know, that initial call – People want to maybe be sitting down. They might need a, a bit of time. They're not going to pick up the phone at lunch or while they're at, on the treadmill at the gym. They want that time. But once you have that initial call and you guys are talking about something, then it's really easy to connect. And you could be texting each other, emailing. It's this ongoing thing. It doesn't require you know, this, this initiation. And that's where you want to be in, in, in with as many buyers as possible. Be that person that you're having that ongoing conversation with. So if a property comes up or they get a bug, a bug up their butt to list – You are the easiest person to call. You're the most relevant person to call. Their cousin that they were going to list with or their person that they bought the home from but haven't talked to in six months could be more of a pain in the butt. And there's more moving parts to connect with them than this person that they're talking to now.
1: That they have rapport so, well, with, that that is, they have a high level
2: of comfort ex- with. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, that's well, really I, they, they have, have a high. It, it's kind of a current level of comfort with. You know, right. if they really broke it down and thought about it, they may think their cousin they're more connected with. But it's like there's people do things like that. They do it on a whim. They do it what's most convenient for them, and they're also impulsive. So that's it's, this should know, be incredibly can, encouraging. It works, works both ways, by the way works both this ways be, right. by the way you,
1: you could lose the relationships if you're not on but this is this should be incredibly encouraging to anybody you're not just selling high-end gary you're selling like i don't even know what you want to call it, ultra high-end i mean a hundred million dollar listing that's ultra high-end i think for a residential property yeah but i think that what, was what the you're biggest saying, sale in
2: the u.s last year
1: what you're saying is relevant to any market in any price range right. and that's what should be encouraging to all the new agents that are listening and it's so true and I'm hearing him say a lot of things, and I hope you guys are hearing the same things. He's talking about urgency. He's talking about returning calls right away. He's talking about, even though I'm sure it's in his head, he's talking about using a script, a conversational outline that gets him to a desired result. He's talking about, and he said this too, he knows the friggin' market like the back of his hand. He knows the market that's not even on the market. If you guys don't have that level of expertise on the market, about your market, get it. It's not that difficult to get. I mean, you guys are real estate agents, right? You have super keys, right? <laughs> get out there and know the market so I let's if you don't mind let's pivot and talk a little bit about listings
2: um, what was okay one thing of, I just want to mention that my, Sure. I, I'm. Not, I'm. A, I don't use scripts now I have you know I, I probably have a repertoire of things I say but I don't have any scripts I've never practiced scripts I don't know I don't it doesn't even register with yeah. me. now I have been in the business since 1977 I did stand-up comedy. I'm quick on my feet. I'm not your – so, you know, I would say maybe – now, there are other people that use scripts, and it's really – it works. I'm not putting it down. I don't use scripts, just to well, but which, it's Well,
1: in, it's, in, it's in your head, right? I mean, when you're having a conversation with somebody. You, yeah, I'm sure you study studied Dr. Martin's four levels of learning, and you're at the level of learning where you – it's called uh, conscious competence, where you don't have to think about what you're going to say because most of what you say, because of the right. massive amount of experience you have, whatever comes out of your mouth, generally speaking, is going to be on target. So you don't have to think about what you're going to say next, and that's where everyone hopes to get as far as having a high level of expertise, I understand completely. Right, right so what right. Was, what what would surprised go. folks about what would surprise folks about working with the ultra high end I mean when you tell you you know you're a big game hunter, probably one of the best big game hunters as far as really gary selling anything you know there's there's very few people that have the experience that you have with selling these really you know nine figure properties so when you're dealing with stuff like that uh, what would surprise people? What would surprise the listeners about the, you know, the characteristics of those sorts of buyers and sellers? What do you think would surprise them?
2: Um, for the most part, I mean, I don't even really categorize. I don't really look at people like they're some iconic figure or anything. It just doesn't even register. You know, if I was a surgeon, really skilled surgeon, and I was. Uh, <laughs> I was doing a laminectomy on Beyonce. I don't think I'd be enamored while she's on the operating table that it's Beyonce. It's I'm looking at a bulging disc and I'm I'm operating on that. So I really, really, really I'm so much more interested in doing a good job, getting the deal done, and earning a good living than who they are. So. That really, that's not, it's not like you're walking around enamored with it. Every once in a while, I've had a few days where I go, What? That was just bizarre. I had one day where there was literally five of the most famous celebrities, like back to back, looking at uh, a same house, and it seems surreal. But, you know, people are people, and, you know, they are driven. You know, when people have a lot of money and they're, in that world they tend to have a lot of people working for them so you're dealing with a lot of different people and they have less time available but that's the only real difference but the drivers the drivers
1: of them no matter how many uh, you know millions they have or tens of millions they have or how famous they are pretty much are all the same right i mean they're motivated by kind of the same types of things but the more assets and properties that people start to have yeah, exactly. And I, again, I'm, I'm always oh, I'm uh, trying to really draw. I don't want to, I want everyone to be encouraged that that you can be their beacon and they can emulate what you've done. And, and a lot of you know this, Gary. A lot of people will say, I can't do that because you know. And they need to understand. Oh, I don't have the. I haven't lived in that world. I haven't breathed that air. You know, I haven't sold a hundred million dollar house. That's not an excuse not to actually pursue that if that's your objective. I mean, at some point, Gary, you decided that that was the market you were going to target. Can you kind of just walk us through how you got into that mental emotional process of, of de- deciding to take that market on and become a big game hunter?
2: You know, I've been doing this so long. I've had to reinvent myself and start over and you know many, many times. Going back into in 2009, I had spent about the previous several years like four or five years, really focusing on developments, where I went all in on developments. And I had close to a billion dollars worth of listings, and it all fell apart because the market fell apart. And literally, everything that I put my effort into just evaporated. And I had put very little focus in my resale business to the point where people didn't know who I was anymore. And I went, I remember trying to get a $3 million listing, which is not a huge listing here in Los Angeles, you know, in the Sunset Strip or in Beverly Hills. And I remember I was trying to get a $3 million listing. And this guy says, why don't I know who you are? And if you're (laughs) this, and I go, and I couldn't show him any sales because my average sale at that point, getting back is I had a bunch of million dollar sales I couldn't get the listing okay so what I did is I remember I ended up getting one listing that was 2.6 and it was a cool house and there was a celebrity attached to it and uh it was Ashton Kutcher's house and I got that listing and I leveraged that got a lot of publicity on it and I leveraged that and that was that's what I sold I have a saying, sell what you got. So that $2.6 million listing was a big deal at the time. After that, I remember I I was using Zillow a lot at the time to get leads. And I met someone online who was a Chinese buyer, and I ended up selling them a $6 million home in Brentwood. Uh, Someone on Zillow at 11 o'clock at night, I get a call Ends up becoming my client. She comes and she buys a house. She happened to buy a house from a famous guy named Michael Strahan. He wasn't my client, but all of a sudden now, I, this is and this is going back, you know, five, six years, seven years ago. I sold a 6.6 million dollar home from a buyer in China, which is a big thing. Everyone thinks buyers in China are the greatest thing in the world, or you know, people think anyone from another country coming here somehow, that's like the magic answer why. You know, So that was a big thing. And then I also sold this famous person. So I started leveraging that. That was the thing I sold. And then from that, I remember trying to get this listing for $10 million. It was a previous client, but I really had been off the radar screen. And I brought someone else in to co-list that one with me to secure the listing because I wasn't confident that I would be able to get it myself. So once I got stay- that… But what, when was
1: this? I mean, I think I remember the Ashton Kutcher house. Wasn't this the house that he basically, him and his dad, actually did? Uh, exactly. Actual physical. exactly. I
2: remember that property, yeah. Exactly. So I remember right. that. And, and I it got was that because of, of actually great Zillow. It, it yeah. was, but it was 2.6, and I, and I got that because of um, I did this deal with uh, Zillow where I actually gave up my commission, and I donated all of it to a, a charity that Ashton had. And it ended up being great publicity. And then that six million, and then the ten million dollar one. I didn't think I could get it myself. I ended up bringing someone else in to co-list it with me. And uh, we ended up actually having to then co-list it with someone else. So I got, I had like a quarter of it, which wasn't much, but I totally leveraged. Now I have this ten million dollar home, and this ten million dollar home happened to, you know, sell to one of the Kardashians. So now I've got that under my belt, and I totally leverage that. And then, when you say I, you leverage that, how, rebuild- what do you mean by that? But Gary, w- just again, so we can give
1: information to these guys. When we have okay. we have about seven minutes left. When you say things like leverage that, I promise you, that's
2: what they want to know about.
1: So when you get these okay, big sales, so okay, let me sales, give someone
2: a tip. Okay. Sell what you got. I have been someone with no listings, and 18 years old. I've been someone with the Playboy Mansion, and whatever it is, come up with a story and extract what the competitive advantage you have. If you're brand new, you could say, listen, I'm new. I don't have all these old-fashioned concepts, and I've got a lot of time. You can put together a very compelling argument while you are so hungry and so available how you can do something for somebody that maybe the top agent in the city might not be able to com- the, compete with you f- to some seller or some buyer. The other thing you can do, you know, if you're brand new, if you're a if you're brand new and you're a rabbi, if your buyer's a rab. There's a buyer who's a rabbi, and you're Adolf Hitler, and you've got a home that's off market. He'll go look with you. <laughs> it's just the truth. No one care. It's so if you have a buyer, it's really no one cares who you are if you have a property that's interesting they'll go with you so it's really easy to land buyers so uh, I I got one off on well, the can. Okay. What was the no, question? Well no no, oh, no what you're,
1: again I I I'm I'm the Gary Gold translator. So what I heard you say basically okay. is when you're working with sellers and I want to talk about the Playboy mansion cuz that's a really historical sale for not just you but I mean for the country, right? So um mm-hmm. yeah, when we're working with buyers it's mostly a social experience. It's mostly about them trusting you, but really it's about a convenience based relationship and then they will work with you assuming you don't, you know, essentially screw it up. That buyers are physical labor working with sellers is mental labor, meaning that you have to have some skill set. You have to have – you know, right. that's going to require marketing. That's going to require having to be a little bit more strategic, and you're going to have to have a heck of a lot higher um, level of uh, expertise right. and professionalism. It takes real skills. Whereas working with buyers is social. The reason he's talking about so much working with buyers is because it is the easy button for a lot of agents getting into the market no matter what the right. price point is. Let, let's pivot and let's talk about these. the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. I wrote this question down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you No, know, when you tell people you sold the Playboy mansion and I imagine it comes up occasionally in conversation with you, what are the questions that I can, I that can actually ask?
2: I can fit it into I can fit it into any conversation.
1: <laughs> <You
2: can.
1: laughs> any conversation. <laughs> I would too affair you. <laughs> Somehow, Somehow
2: magically Your dog just died. I, my condolences. I sold the Playboy mansion.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, there was a dog burial ground on the Playboy Mansion. This reminds me of a story when I was selling it. <laughs> what, so what are the questions that people ask you about the Playboy Mansion? When you tell them you sold it, you have to get the funniest
2: questions. What would be the types of questions that people ask you? Well, the big one is like, and Hef gets to stay, which is really, not only was this the biggest sale in the U.S. last year and the biggest sale ever in, in Los Angeles, the type of deal it was was so, like, impossible but I didn't know that, and I, we did it. I mean, we ended up getting this thing done. Which just—can you imagine just dropping a hundred million and not knowing when you can have, uh, you know, occupy it? Well, for that parcel so, of
1: land in that location, hell yeah, because that can be a primary. Assuming you can get it rezoned, that can be an incredible area for future development. Of, you know, other mansions nah. or whatever. So,
2: no, no, you don't no, think it's really—it's going to be what it's going to be. No, it's the Playboy Mansion. Wow, that's what it's going to be.
1: So somebody yeah, bought that, Gary, awesome. just so I'm hearing it with with no idea when they're actually gonna take possession of it. And uh right. wow, I didn't realize that. Incredible.
2: Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. people just ask me about, you know. You know, it's funny as far as I'm concerned, it was it, it was the fact that it was an iconic property was really important to me and how great it is. Um, but it was just the proper, I mean, it, it was a property to me. It was a hundred million dollar sale. That's what is, that's what was, you know, and it was this iconic piece of property. The fact it had all that history to it was really interesting. And, you know, it makes for a good conversation, but I was really more focused on it as a real estate deal,
1: transacting it, making sure things went smoothly. And obviously you got your commission check. I understand. And that's what they hired you to do. I mean, they hired you to be strategic. They hired you to be a professional, and that's where your mindset has to be. So as we round to the bend on today's radio show – uh, what would you like to? And, and Gary, listen, I really appreciate your time today. What would you like to say to the tens of thousands of agents that are now listening, and there'll even be more that listen and replay? What would you like? Is there anything you'd like to say to them? And, and if you want referrals, which you know you have to decide what form of communication you want to pass along, if you want to give your phone number or your email, it's completely up to you. But is there anything else? You, anything you'd like to say as we round the bend on today's show?
2: Yeah, I'm. My email is Gary at SoldByGold.net. I communicate with people all the time. Um, anything I want to tell them. This is a really great business, but we're little entrepreneurs and nobody needs another real estate agent. I've been told there's 2.3 million licensed agents. About a million of them are actually working on some level and no one needs another one. So if you're going to get in real estate, sit down and be strategic. Figure out a part of this business that makes sense to pursue. Now, it might change and it might not work, but be very strategic, be very personable. If you decide you want to have a farm, just don't go jump in because you like this area. Maybe you'll find out that maybe like one house sells every five years, not the farm you want to be in. So just pause for a second and be strategic. Initially, you might just go work with somebody, but whatever you do, Handle this like it's a business because it is a business. There's really no room for someone just jumping in and wanting to be discovered. So you've got to be grown up about this, and you've got to kind of carve your a place in it and figure that out. That, if you do that, you're way ahead of most people. Most agents are rudderless, just like waiting for a deal to fall in their lap or do all these random things thinking something might happen.
1: I agree completely. And Gary, listen, I really appreciate the fact you were my co-host today. Listeners, I hope you're learning from what he said. There's so many different things. You guys should listen to this again and again. Office managers, brokers, you guys use our podcast for your education. He said a lot of stuff. It's important you go back and listen. I heard a lot about uh, stick-to-itiveness. I heard a lot about um, willingness to basically uh, toe the line, even if you're not getting necessarily the results you want as fast as you're getting them. I learned about uh, masterful communication. I learned he talked about um, really, you know, you kind of got to be where other people aren't. But at the same time if you find you're having a lot of competitors, the way you can win is by outworking them. I think I I think yep. I got hit that nail on the head. Yeah, and and that can I tells say one me last that
2: thing, is, by the way. Of course, sir. Yes. Okay. So, about 7 weeks ago I started something on YouTube called Voodoo Agent. And every week I have like a 4 to 5 minute talk just like this. I say it's like an AA meeting. It's one agent talking to another. So it's just conversational. All I am is an agent, just giving out information. So it's on YouTube. It's called Voodoo Agent. Every week I drop some new pearl of what I've learned in my career, and I'd love you to check it out.
1: I love it, Gary. Thank you very much for being my co-host today. Listeners, anytime you guys want to be in contact with Gary, uh, Gary, your email address again, please?
2: Gary at soldbygold.net.
1: If any of you are putting on conferences where you're going to have – you're going to try to basically talk about the ultra-high net worth folks. If you're wanting to talk about selling ultra-high net worth real estate, even if you're outside the real estate industry, you really should email Gary and ask him to be on your panel to maybe speak for you. Huge opportunities with learning from someone who is the best of the best. Gary Gold, thank you very much for being my co-host today. Listeners, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow.
2: Thank you. Take care.
1: Bye-bye.